0: Welcome to the Rural Realities Podcast, presented by the Wisconsin Farm Center Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. I'm Bill Baker. Farm viability is our topic this segment with Kevin Bernhardt, professor in the School of Agribusiness at the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. And Kevin, thank you for joining us on the Rural Realities Podcast. Before we get into the topic of farm viability, tell us a little bit about yourself there at UW-Platteville.
1: My name is Kevin Bernhardt, and I'm a professor at the University of Wisconsin-Platteville in the School of Agriculture's Agribusiness Program. That's 50% of my time, and the other 50% of my time is as a farm management specialist with the UW Division of Extension. So that gives me the ability to work with the 18 to 22-year-old student in the classroom, as well as working with the... Uh, professionals that are out there in the state, farmers and, and the lenders and others who are in the profession of, of agriculture right now. It's a great mix to have. I've been here in Wisconsin for about 24 years now. I originally came from Iowa and made that big move uh, several years ago to jump across the river here into Wisconsin.
0: Well, thanks for taking the time today and joining us on the Rural Realities Podcast as we discuss farm viability, And in this uh, ever-changing world, particularly this past year, you know, how does a farmer stay viable? And when we talk about viability, what are we really talking about?
1: Well, the word viability is used and defined in lots of different ways. It's one of those words that's kind of like sustainability. You sort of know what it means, but in terms of an exact definition, it can sometimes elude a person. It kind of depends on what you're talking about, too. Are you talking about financial viability? Uh, or maybe ecological viability, even sociological viability, viability of the surrounding rural community. You know, there's a lot of different ways, even moralistic viability, in terms of how we want to raise the next generation of kids, for example. So viability means a lot of things. But what I'm going to confine myself to today to talk about is the financial or economic viability. And when we talk about that, we're, we're really looking at does that farm business have the ability to provide a profitable level of income for that family household such that they can be right there with the rest of the U.S. households that are in non-farming situations, but perhaps have similar small businesses or work in town at, at some place or wherever it might be? Uh, so to give a, a bar for that, the median household income in 2019 was right around $68,000. So that might be a benchmark that one would look at to say, is this business viable? Another way to look at whether a farm business is viable is, is the income coming in from the farm able to cover the operating expenses that the farm has, uh, able to cover all the debt service the farm has? Is it able to do the normal amount of maintenance and improvement and replacement of capital assets? So we know that tractors wear out, we know that buildings wear out, and they have to be improved, they have to be maintained. Sometimes they have to be replaced. That's a normal part of business, and the income from the farm over the years ought to be able to keep up with that. So that would be a part of viability. And of course, does it return the profit that gives that farm the ability to stay equal, so to speak, with the rest of the U.S. households?
0: We mentioned the evolution of agriculture. How
1: does being viable change over time? Well, that's a great question. And certainly it, it not only changes, there's kind of two different kinds of change. So it changes over time in an average way. There's also a volatility of change and what viability means from year to year. So if we look at the year to year one first, we know that prices in, for agricultural products, commodity products in particular, are very volatile. It could move up by more than half of a person's income in any given year, Uh, just by changes in prices. So part of viability is being able to keep up with that volatility of changes that happens within each year, even within a month during a year. Uh, However, the other things that can change over time is the structure of agriculture itself. So as new technology comes out, as new uh, ways of doing best practices comes out, and as farmers start to adopt these practices and adopt these technologies, it can change the structure of agriculture. And we have seen that for years and years and years, the smaller and smaller number of farms, but the farm sizes themselves are larger and more complex and more sophisticated all the time. So as that structure in egg changes, that changes what the definition of viability is, For that particular farm as well, inflation is part of that. So you know the farm has to be able to keep up with inflation, and um, that is part of the changing definition, if you will, of viability. And I think the last one I would throw in there is a changing customer. So not for all farms. uh, For commodity farms, you know they're not dealing with an end use customer, but more and more farms are farms that are dealing with the end-use customer, either through a farmer's market or a website where they buy direct or an on-farm store, whatever it might be. And as that customer changes, that will also change what the definition of viability is for that farm.
0: Let's dive more into economic viability. That seems to be the most important at this point. So what advice do you have for economics?
1: There's, again, a lot of different ways that perhaps one would tackle that definition, but I'm going to do it in a three-part way. So I'm going to say that economic viability or financial viability depends on capacity, performance, and resiliency. And I'm thinking in the long term here, not short-term viability, but sort of. Year in and year out viability over the life of a farm business uh, within a farm family. So let's talk about what what each one of those pieces means. Capacity is do I have enough throughput to be able to get the kind of income I need? Uh, So I'll use the example of my daughter's lemonade stand. She's older now, but when she was younger, she used to have a lemonade stand on a golf course that we're pretty close to, her and her friend. Now, they had a great return on assets on that lemonade stand. You know, they might have $20 worth of product they would buy, and they'd make $75 during the day. Uh, That's a pretty good return on assets. But in total, in terms of feeding a family and replacing assets and everything else, that $50 isn't going to go very far. They didn't have enough throughput. Now, if they had had 500 lemonade stands, and multiply that out. Now you're starting to talk about something, right? So you you need to have the, the performance per unit, if you will, that return on assets, but you also need to have enough units to start with. So that's the capacity piece. Do I have enough acres? Do I have enough cows? Given the business model that I'm going to use, do I have enough throughput? That's part of what viability is. A second part of viability is performance. And that's really the financial balance sheet income statement? What do the financial ratios tell us? Is this farm profitable? And again, not in any given year, because there's always going to be those years. But over the course of time, does this farm return a good return on assets, a good net farm income uh, for the farm family year in and year out? That's performance. And the last one is resiliency. And that's, that's the ability of the farm to take a hit when something some black swan event comes along. So we certainly have been familiar with that this past year with the uh, pandemic. But even beyond the pandemic, there's always something that's happening, a trade agreement that gets signed or doesn't get signed, some kind of geopolitical event, uh, weather events that happen here or they happen down in South America. There's always something that happens. And the question is, maybe it's a death of the primary owner of of the farm, a divorce, you know, all kinds of things can be these these kind of one-time hits that a farm takes that can be very devastating. And they don't happen often, they may never happen. But when they do, they can be quite devastating. So the question is, does the farm have the mitigation strategies in place to be able to take those hits and be able to keep on farming afterwards? So that's how I would define economic viability is uh, those three areas. Do you have the capacity? Do you have the performance? Do you have the resiliency?
0: So with all that's going on today and changing, uh, what's a good way to determine if we are viable, you know, heading in the right direction?
1: That's an excellent question. And there are a lot of resources out there. I think the bigger problem probably is finding them or finding the right one for you uh, or being able to use that resource. So, you know, there's spreadsheets, there's software tools, there's balance sheets, income statements, financial analysis uh, software or spreadsheets um, there's risk management materials for measuring resiliency uh, for measuring the capacity of the of the farm there's a lot of these kinds of things that are out there the question really is finding the one that works for you there's a lot of websites uw extension the division of extensions topic hub has a lot of different information on it both tools like spreadsheets and so forth as well as articles talking about it a lot of the universities, extension places iowa state has the egg decision maker or university of illinois has farm doc Uh, minnesota has a center for farm financial management up there there's there's lots of places that have websites that uh, have a bountiful amount of information on them. There's also the people resources. So your county extension agent, your local instructor from the technical college system, DATCAP Farm Center has some excellent people resources there and your private consulting farm management firms as well. Lenders, another one. So there's a lot of different people resources that a person could turn to. And I think you need to combine those. You know, you need to find that person who has their finger on the pulse of some of these things, that person's gonna be able to help guide you to the kind of spreadsheet or website that would work best for you. The one other one I will mention here too, that'll be available at some point during the course of the next year, is there is a a grant that I'm working on with uh, several other people, not only from Wisconsin, but from other states as well. From DATCAP is an extension in places. It's a grant that is actually developing curriculum for this exact purpose of measuring economic viability. And that will be a workbook of some sorts, along with some spreadsheets. So that will be sort of a direct applicability to this particular challenge.
0: You mentioned outside resources, consultant. There's a lot of different advice out there. Any advice you can give us on consultants?
1: Well, that's a good question. There's a lot of different kinds of consultants out there. There's a lot more, I believe, on the production side. So nutrition consultants, nutrient management consultants, crop scouting type consultants, and so forth. I think there's probably less so on that farm management side, but they are there. So there there are farm management firms in Wisconsin as well as in other states. Those farm management firms quite often have a record keeping system as part of the services they offer. And in, depending on which one it is, they may also offer some consulting type services as well. And I'm thinking of the privately held ones here now. And there are some examples of consultants that are from a private sector that is strictly for looking at farm financials and farm management information. They may help with a planning process. They may help with the financial analysis process, marketing consultants, There are some of those folks out there as well. Now, the public sector has their set of, quote, consultants as well. So extension agents, uh, technical college instructors, folks from the Department of Ag, DATCAP in the case of Wisconsin, those are uh, sort of consultants as well, but they're publicly available consultants in that case.
0: In past Rural Realities podcasts, we've really focused on the mental health component, uh, the stress of the farmer. I would think being viable and reducing stress go hand in hand.
1: Certainly over the course of the last few years, even before the pandemic, we had some depressed prices during those times for not only dairy, but for grains and some other uh, enterprises as well. And that came along with some financial challenges and financial challenges is not the only thing that causes stress. Certainly it's not, but it is a major factor sometimes in the stress that a person feels. Everybody, I think, has some amount of stress that comes from their financials for the personal, for family. You know, in my own household, we had a, a refrigerator and a microwave that all went out within about a week's time. That That's a small thing, but it, it was a little stressful there to go and have to go shopping for those expensive appliances. Uh, so now you take that up several notches to a level that, is really looking at your family income for the year. And that financial part is a a big cause, not the only, but a big cause of the stress that people feel. So if a farm is able to, over time, be able to improve the viability of their operation, such that the financials are, uh, there's always going to be stress with financials, you're never going to get rid of it. But if you can get it to a point that's much more manageable, where you're not feeling like the next bad thing that happens is going to send you into a tailspin where you have to start choosing between buying your medicines or buying your food or what you're going to pay for your your kids' uh, education expenses, when it gets to that kind of level stress is going to really take over and it's going to impact your ability to make good management decisions as well so if you can get that farm business to a point where it's viable on average year in and year out you build up some resiliency you build up some working capital for those low times so that you have some reserve that you can go to as that happens that's going to lower the bar a bit of the stress that you feel at least from that financial point of view
0: Yes, the uh, mental health aspect is
1: so important. Any more thoughts on that? Um, I'm not a uh, person that has any expertise in the mental health wellness uh, area, but I have been a part of family situations and so forth where that has been a major issue. And what I have seen just personally, this is more on a personal side than it is from any point of expertise that I have, but just from a personal side, when a person is, Feeling very stressed because of financials or whatever else might be mixed in with that, it affects the ability of the mind to to make good management decisions. It's hard to look ahead, it's hard to look forward, it's hard to plan in a non biased way. Uh, if indeed you're feeling that level of of burden, it's like having that big burden on your shoulders. Uh, it just makes it very difficult to make those sound decisions for the future. Um, and, and then, of course, it builds on itself, right? So if I can't make a good decision today, because I, I just can't wrap my mind around it, um, because of stress, that might make my situation less viable as I go forward, which just compounds the stress on on top of that yet. Uh, so it's sort of an exponential growth in stress. Uh, If that financial piece is, is not there. And I don't think we can really get serious about the financial piece until our stress level is at a point where we we're thinking clearly. So quite frankly, I think the mental health comes first. I think the, the mental health, the dealing with that stress, talking to someone uh, I think all of that needs to come on really first before a person really dives into this financial piece.
0: Kevin, I appreciate the time. Any parting thoughts when it comes to, you know, successful farm viability?
1: Well, I would say uh, my my one parting thought would be don't go it alone. There's lots of help out there and take advantage of it. So whether that's through your county extension office, whether that's through your local uh, technical college, whether it's through a private firm there, your lender or others, don't go it alone. There's a lot of folks that can help you, can turn you towards resources that are available Uh, and on the stress side as well by the way there's all kinds of folks out there that can help you get past some of those major hurdles so don't go alone would be one of my first two parting thoughts my second one is uh, one step at a time sometimes that you look at an economic viability of a farm situation And you're paralyzed because of the number of things you think you ought to do right away. And there's so much of it that it just kind of gives you a paralysis. So you want to try to avoid that, you know, try to prioritize as best you can and take a step, take that step today after breakfast, tomorrow after breakfast, take another step. But just look at that as a one step at a time. Each time you do that, you're increasing the bar just a little bit.
0: Thank you again, Kevin, for your time here on the Rural Realities Podcast. Kevin Bernhardt is professor in the School of Agribusiness at the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. The Wisconsin Farm Center with the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection provides an array of different services to farmers and farm families across Wisconsin, including farm mediation, financial planning, herd-based diagnostics, the counseling voucher program, transition and succession planning, and much more. To learn more, you can call the Wisconsin Farm Center toll-free at 1-800-942-2474 or email them farmcenter at wisconsin.gov. Also, their website address is datcp.wi.gov. Also, if you're experiencing depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, or just need a welcoming ear to talk to, Call the free and confidential 24-7 Wisconsin Farmer Wellness Hotline at 888-901-2558. That's 888-901-2558 to talk with a licensed mental health professional any day, anytime. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Rural Realities Podcast.